Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, a boutique real estate firm that is home to over 30 real estate sales and marketing consultants who service home buyers and home sellers throughout Boston, the South Shore, the South Coast, and Cape Cod. Our firm takes pride in assisting our clients in the next chapter of their lives by taking a holistic approach to their real estate endeavors. We believe that every move should be a moving experience. Every week, my real estate team member, Mary Baker, and I, along with the director of Boston Connect Real Estate, Melissa Wallace, provide you with our unique marketing approach to selling homes and share with you our expertise in navigating the home buying process. We like to mix it up sometimes, so not only will you hear our perspective on real estate topics, but you will hear the expert thoughts and opinions of some of our real estate agents at Boston Connect Real Estate and the preferred professionals that we trust. Be part of our roundtable. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and wherever you listen to podcasts at Talk Real Estate Roundtable. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team or one of the dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with us at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. And hello to all my South Shore neighbors. You are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. My name is Melissa Wallace, and I am joined in studio by the one, the only, Mary Baker. Oh, my goodness. I haven't (laughs) been here in forever. You haven't been here? Well, you were with us when we were at WATD a couple weeks ago for their sort of open house type thing yeah that um, was awesome that i had a i had a blast doing that <laughs> it was nice to like did you have a blast because you had two glasses of wine before we went on air <laughs> you were drinking on live it wasn't a surprise that's very true i mean everybody knows i'm a lush i'll tell uh, i'll tell anybody who's gonna listen <laughs> still nobody has guessed how many uh <laughs> how many martinis we had on the vineyard but you know that's still a that's still a thing Oh, goodness. I don't think you heard. We were trying to get people to call in to see how many um, martinis each of us had that Friday night. That w- Nobody guessed it. There are videos. Maybe we should po- maybe we should post one of the we'll dancing post videos. post a video every then... day until somebody guesses it. It just gets progressively worse. Might give them a hint. Gets progressively worse. But um, we are also joined in studio by Sharon McNamara. Hello, hello. Hello. Uh, you're our little tech girl tonight. I am the tech girl tonight. <laughs> we also have George in studio at WATD. Hello, George. Hey, guys. How you doing? We're doing wonderful, and uh, we're happy to have you. And George is in the studio, and if you have any questions for us regarding real estate, it does not have to be about the topic that we're going to discuss tonight. Anything to do with real estate, feel free to give us a call at the studio, 781-837-4900. I was about to say George in zero at the same exact time, so I'll give that number one more time. 781-837-4900, and George will be happy to pipe you through to us. We are in our home studio here at Boston Connect Real Estate. We are uh, sponsored, of course, by Boston Connect Real Estate and the McNamara Burger team. And it um, feels nice to have the team together. I know. I saw you come in the door today and I was like, hey, stranger. Hi. <laughs> Hi. How are you? And Mary's been working hard. She's been out. Well, you're not here a lot on Tuesdays because, and my guess is we'll start to see you more as it gets darker. 
Yeah, so it's been, it, the summer was a little bit crazy because we're seeing properties. I mean, there was one day where I was literally in the car from 8 o'clock in the morning until 8, 9 o'clock at night. Um, but with the winter coming, which might have a little bit to do with our topic tonight, yeah, I believe. absolutely is um, going to. With the winter coming and it getting darker later, the limitations on seeing properties are going to get a little bit more stringent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, you, it's not really good to see a house for the first time, especially in the in the dark. Well, uh, also, especially depend- if it's vacant and, you know, it might be an estate sale or something like that. It might not have lights. <laughs> it might not have lights. But also if we, I mean, I know you guys have talked about this on the show um, in the past, at recent past, you know, the market has shifted a little bit, but we still are seeing pockets where um, sellers are getting multiple offers and they're getting still getting over asking and the market is still a little bit fast and furious. Mm-hmm. So if buyers are out there seeing the house for the first time in the dark, it doesn't really give them a lot of wiggle yeah. room um, or yeah. confidence, I should say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And speaking of confidence, I wonder if, you know, a lot of people's confidence is actually shifting as the market's oh. uh, sort of shifting, as you indicated. Uh, <clears throat> but we also, uh, we had Pete Fakaisen in the um, office with us today. He asked if he could come in and talk to our agents about some new programs. We had them on the radio show on Saturday as well, Melissa and I, talking about the American Dream program, right? Yeah, yeah, American Dreams. But so we got so much feedback from Mm -hmm. that show, Mm -hmm. um, and not just since we started doing Saturday shows, but um, specifically this one, and I feel like it's because it's such a hot topic right now, the interest rates, Mm -hmm. that we had a lot of people tuning in just to see, like, what what he's going to say. I mean, after I left here, everybody that I bumped into that I knew was saying, oh, my gosh, I listened to you this morning. Who is that guy? Can I have his contact information? Can I do... Like, it's very much like when we had um, Jake on from Pro Enviro. We got, like, a million calls afterwards. Same same with Pete. Um, So we had him come into the office today and talk to some of our agents who might Mm -hmm. not have heard... Um, the show, but like you guys know, we do the um, agent roundtable discussion every Tuesday or every other Tuesday, and he was a part of it today, so mm-hmm. I thought it went really well. You know, and it's so interesting because I, I just, I'm going to backtrack, and again, tonight our topic is not what I'm going to discuss right now, but I will, I promise I will get to our topic. This is like a little market update <laughs> This is topic. just a little, exactly, I like that, yeah. a market, we should do this every week, by the way, <laughs> just a little market just update. Just added a segment. <laughs> yeah, what's going on in the market, and the big indicator, and the big factors that we're sort of, you coming across right now are the interest rates so they're up in the sevens right and it depends again people it depends yep on many factors yeah what was that quote it's not not one size fits all Mm -hmm. he pete said something today the quote i feel like we all wrote it down because we all like went to our Mm -hmm. pen afterwards it was like um your scenario is what uh, dictates the outcome right no dictates the rate dictates the rate that's what it was say it again your scenario dictates the rate. Yes, perfect. So I'm so glad you remembered that. Um, but we, <laughs> oh should, gosh, we, should, we should write that on the wall over here somewhere. So we, I feel like we'll be saying our it mantra. a lot. Yeah, but then we did this nice little exercise where I had asked him, okay, so people were emotionally purchasing homes. We started talking about appraisals, which made me think about, you know, that emotional value. Mary, you and I were on the same page. This is reckless. We weren't in agreement with what was going on out there. I'm so glad that we stood our ground on that Mm -hmm. because I feel clean right now. I don't feel dirty. I don't need a bath. (laughs) No, we weren't (laughs) selling our souls to get houses. Exactly. Because that's what it felt like at some point. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of, you know, people were maybe forced into something that they weren't quite sure of. And we saw it on our end 
because we are listing agents and our job are obviously the fiduciary responsibilities to get the, our clients the most amount of money with the best terms. But one of the things that we were talking about today is if, you know, back in the recklessness at the beginning of the year, if a house was on the market for $500,000 and people were easily putting in offers 100000 over asking, yep. right? So if that person was at a 2.5% interest rate, and they put 20% down just to avoid PMI and all that other stuff, what their uh, payment would be, he gave us. Then we fast forward to today with a 6.5% rate is what we use today, right? Because it's between 6 and 7. And they put houses on the market for 500. They don't pay 600. They pay 500, right? Because we're seeing more in line with paying, asking, or below, right? Okay. More in line. You're hitting that. a topic that makes me very passionate yes, right now. Because we've been we've been giving these we've been saying this for like just listen to us because I'm coming up with all kinds of thoughts that I think you know our predictions are pretty key right, and that differential between now putting the twenty percent down, mm-hmm. the differential between those two scenarios is the person who paid a hundred thousand dollars more for the house because they had to have it and they had that great rate even and, at a 2.5 and they can say that they have that great rate for the next 30 years of their life it's going to it's, it's going to be 13 years for them to pay off that hundred thousand dollars yep. before they even really recover from that so that person in the scenario is their mortgage is four hundred and eighty thousand dollars and the other i mean the equity right is four hundred and eighty thousand right no. no the loan amount would is four hundred and eighty thousand yeah. with the other one the loan amount is four hundred thousand dollars so they already have eighty thousand dollars worth of equity in the home that they purchased if the market should switch again and that's the sale price yeah borrowing less at a higher interest rate yep. is still um, in this scenario was more beneficial better than yeah. being in the two and a half percent and paying way over so this is something that we've been talking about for a little bit too is you know the perception is and number one question we talked about it earlier today <laughs> this is your number favorite line is perception is reality that's all no, i no, heard no, no, no. i heard you saying that so many times i wasn't even gonna say that i, was I know but that's what you always say it is true yeah but you well, were right it, it is. You have to have, you know, you have to have a little bit of perspective into the market that we're in currently. But you had said earlier, this is one of the only markets that we've ever been that has been fully focused and dictated by the interest rate. So the first mm-hmm. question I get asked is, oh, hey, Mary, how's the market doing? What's the interest rate right now? Mm-hmm. It is the second question that comes out of everybody's mouth. So when you're thinking about it in that perspective, it's, you know, it's very easy to get caught up in the hype yes. of, of, oh, my gosh, like, and I think it started like two years ago when we had such low interest rates. All we were hearing from mm-hmm. from loan officers and from even real estate agents and just the market in general and the economy was, oh my gosh, go out and buy right now because the interest rates are historically low. Mm-hmm. So now people are hyper focused on historically low, which has that like negative like swinging pendulum. Right now mm-hmm. we're going the opposite direction and people are hyper focused on the high. Mm-hmm. So there is no perspective. It was low. High, nothing in the middle, and we've never seen it that low. Yeah, I mean, we and we never will again. Is my guess. I, I just can't imagine that we will ever see that again. Well, I think what Pete was trying to say on Saturday, or did say on Saturday, and said today was, yes, they're high. They're gonna get higher, but they'll, then they'll get lower again. Yeah. So very much marry the house, date the rate, mm-hmm. date the rate. You can dump the rate and go with a new one when you refinance. Mm-hmm. If you know, and he was saying that he refinanced somebody like seven times yeah. in five years or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but very much, you know, marry the house, 
date the rate. Like, mm-hmm. okay, we're all freaking out about the rates. Yes, you'll you'll your your payment is high, but it won't be high for the rest of you, for that major mm-hmm. like for the whole entire you know loan loan years. And you're looking at houses where you're and Mary, this is this is your expertise here working with buyers. I mean, you got two people under agreement this week, yeah. right? And we got somebody under agreement last week, yep. right? So we're looking at them even though that person that I was working with last week was cash, so we didn't have the same sort of concerns, mm-hmm. you know. But you're you're looking at what that number is. At, I sort of lost my train of thought there. But, like, it isn't like you had to pay exuberantly over asking in order to get these things under agreement. Exactly. Well, so the scenario that we were using earlier is, you know, if, say, a house comes on, we'll use the $500,000 house. Say the house comes on for $500,000 at two point five. There were fifty to a hundred buyers in that pool that mm-hmm. were that were potentially offering on that house. So that five hundred thousand, the reason it got to six hundred thousand was because the low interest rate and money was very cheap to borrow. So that eliminated a lot of buyers, and a lot of buyers were missing out on properties. And now what's happened is with the higher interest rate, um, a lot of buyers actually aren't going out and buying as as frivolously or they aren't able to borrow as much money as they once were because of that payment. So it's actually giving buyers a more competitive edge. And what's happened for sellers is they, there's a little bit of a false perception that the market has gone down. It really hasn't. What's gone down is buyers' emotional value for said properties because yeah. when money is no longer cheap, emotion has to be restrained, right? Yeah, um, and not to cut you off if I am, but to piggyback off of that, like I've been saying is, yes, you're paying a higher interest rate, but you're not paying $100,000 over asking. Yeah, so, so it's wings. So, yeah, like you're walking in, and I think you said to this, Sharon, that like you're walking in where you're not sort of underwater in a sense that you don't have equity in your home, you know, so yeah. you're, because what are the chances someone's going to walk into that house and want to give you that number too? Yeah. You know, so... It, it's sort of, I don't know, I'd rather pay a higher interest rate and feel like I'm getting the house that I want and, and need um, and have been looking for, you know, have a higher payment, but know that I can refinance, get out of that and like sort of not feel like I overpaid and like bought it emotionally and like You're I underwater. I bought pumpkins today for the office and you would have thought that I was you know purchasing a home today and needed to <laughs> you know needed to I make a decision right the there I was pumpkins, pumpkins are expensive <laughs> not so much pumpkins uh, my my point to that was I was saying. stressing about the color scheme and how they're going to go together <laughs> with the hay and the corn stalk and everything not so much the price I mean I am a very big price person I, I look at them um, but you know, in a sense that, you know, I, I overthought it and I overthink it. I overthink these things. And I, and what I said on Saturday was, you know, you guys have a client who was able to look at a home three times before they decided not to put in an offer. That was unheard of in the past two years. You had five minutes to walk through a house during the pandemic, during an open house 
with major distractions. You have a mask on, you have gloves, you have to wear, you know, ski masks, everything. Like, <laughs> and you can't blink when you're in a yeah, room. you're bumping into people. Bumping into people, you know, six feet, oh, not really bumping in, you have to be six feet apart-ish. Yeah, okay, that didn't happen. Uh, ten people it ha- in the house at a time. First month. You might, and you probably went in there, went over asking, waived your um, home inspection, waived Moist contingencies, everything. Remorse is a real and thing. Mm-hmm. you probably saw the house maybe once or twice before closing day. And now you have somebody who is able to continuously get showings, go to an open house, see a property, and decide not to move forward because that's the best decision for them. Because every time they went to the house, they saw something different. They got a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Well, so it's kind of funny, and it's on the same topic, but a little bit of a side note. So I, I think I was saying to you, Sharon, the other day, I was like, it's, it's odd because a year ago, all of us were sitting here at the, this exact moment saying, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, the madness has to stop. Yeah. Like we, we can't be doing this to buyers. It's super overwhelming. And the real estate, and we were getting feedback from buyers that were out in the market and listeners saying, mm-hmm. you know, we think it's the real estate agent's responsibility to kind of help make this stop and mm-hmm. or um, the appraisers have to be doing something. There has to be some type of regulations. And we weren't really in control of it, right? It was the buyers who, with, yeah. were, that were dictating the market. And now... With well, the, and I think that they were doing it too because they were trying to race the rate. They were trying to beat the rate from going up because the rate has gone up a couple... It's gone up, what, three times this year? Yep. We heard that at the beginning of the year it was going to go up three yep. times. Well, lo and behold, guess what? The Fed listened to... The, they made a promise and they came through. It's gone up three times, right? Yep. So I think that's what I feel like that anxiety was, is that people were like rushing because they were trying to beat the rate. They were trying to get that really good rate. And we did the scenario today. You're better off at a higher rate and not paying stupidly over asking. Yep. Is that is that okay for me to say like that? That's what I how I feel? No, I think it's that's the reality. I mean, so, so just take um, the past couple of offers that we've gotten accepted. And I'm just yeah. going to, I'm going to use... Um, the past couple of weeks, right? Yeah. One was at asking. Yeah. Another one was at asking. One was... 50 under. One was 50 under. One was um, 10 above. With all the furniture. With, sure. all, with all the furniture. Yeah. And then one was 20 below. Mm-hmm. Wh- that, wasn't, that wasn't even a conversation, those, those five scenarios. And that's been within the past... I would... Three mm-hmm. weeks. Not, not even... I would say two weeks. Mm-hmm. That wasn't even a scenario... Um, mm-hmm a year ago. No. Yeah. I, we, the, if you wanted to be competitive, you had to be at least $50,000 over asking. Well, I also think that to play devil's advocate, it's also very important to price the house I accordingly. I was just going to say that. So if you overprice a house by 50000 no, nobody's going to go over 50000 from that. If you, if you price well, there right was now. A, there was a time. No, I'm saying <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah, true. So, you know, not to scare sellers because we do need more inventory. So let's maybe focus on the sellers a little bit because if I was a seller right now, I'd be like, oh, well, no one's going to come in and give me the price that I want. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're educated on what the, where the market is mm-hmm. and you feel comfortable with that price, you know, you just have to sort of. I keep saying being educated, but it is the truth. Like, mm-hmm. know where the value of your house is in this moment if that's where you want to sell. And and like I've said before, the right time to sell is when you're ready. Mm-hmm. And don't live in the past. Yeah. 100%. Right? So when you're talking about being ready, uh, when you're ready to purchase is when you're ready to purchase one. When you when you find a house and when you're able to secure a house, that's when it is. Like, mm-hmm. that, what the current market conditions are at that time. It kind of is what it is. You can't shoulda, woulda, coulda yourself. Mm-hmm. And then same thing when you're, if you're 
if you weren't ready a year year ago to sell and capitalize on the market and you're ready now, mm-hmm. well, guess a year ago is no longer today. Well, one you of know, our agents, like, today. like I, I, I'm, that I'm, was a year I'm, ago. Today is today. Yeah, today mm-hmm. is today. I'm in, I'm in my mid thirties now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh, no, we're not. We're not in our mid thirties. Not mid. We're yet. early. We're early. Early thirties. Early. early? early I, yeah. yeah. Mid would be with a five. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I still you're, have two more years. You're 32. That's she's 33. 30, I'm, no, well, you're about 30. to be 33. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I just round up. One of our agents today was saying, you know, you, Sharon, you had asked her, well, you know, what's going on with your buyers? What's going on with your sellers? Her sellers are sort of stalling. They're mm-hmm. frozen is what she said. They sort of feel like they missed the market, missed sort of what happened in the past year or two. They should have sold then. Now they're going to wait until next year. And it's like, no, no. No, 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 no. Your house doesn't sell unless it's on the market. Right, Sharon? Mm -hmm. So, like, but we don't know what's going to happen in a year. That's the thing. We, Mm -hmm. you know, we we never know what's going to happen. We can predict all we want, but we never know what's going to happen. Did we think that the past two, three years was going to happen ever? No, but it happened because... History says and I that would they have. say this too. I wish I had pulled some numbers on this. I mean, I'm sitting here really contemplating. If you can see the smoke coming out of my ears, <laughs> but I would say even if you didn't hit upon, oh, I'm going to get fifty thousand over, a hundred thousand over. Even right now, like you, you, you're going to do really well if you even if you're selling at what the real price is, right? <laughs> like from last year. Yeah. I mean, it's gone up significantly. Uh, absolutely. And those sale prices from, and what I say is, it was artificially inflated. Those prices, and we're, those are our sold right now. And again, I feel like it's messing up because I feel like as, you know, as I'm sitting with people to tell them what the value of their house is, I'm saying, well, this is what the market is doing right now. This is what the buyers will d- dictate where they what they're going to purchase. And guess what? It has nothing to do with that emotional value that we saw in the last six months. Yeah. They're saying, no way. Just because one person decided to do that doesn't mean I am. We're doing CMAs right now, Mary, with the list price of those houses, Absolutely. not even the sold price. Absolutely. And they're still not selling. And I think it's even, even more than that. Um, sticking with the most recent comps like so we were going out six months Mm -hmm. and we we still will consider six months but it's even more honed into the past really like two months Mm -hmm. you know and and, i was gonna say three but two you're right and looking at the under agreements and having relationships with other agents to try and you know see what these properties are under contract for Mm -hmm. under agreements and your contingents to see what the market is doing those are the ones who anybody coming on the market i feel that we need to be looking at or in the, for the future. And back to Melissa's conversation too, um, when you're saying, you know, now buyers have the opportunity to go into a house one, two, three, four times. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm sorry about that. We had a listing that uh, recently came on the market with us and I had to use, I mean, honestly, if I look at the comps, that house, if you looked at just sold, it should be on the market for a lot more. We just took a nice price, you know, enhancement on that. So we came down $25,000, which sort of reinvigorated it. And we have a few showings now, but we had it under agreement. And I find it so interesting because of this T11, whatever siding, T111 siding. Yeah which we we're talking to Nick Flynn who's in the office and I love having him because he's just he he's a wealth of knowledge when it comes to construction as well and we were saying something about like no sheathing or whatever underneath it and he's like well that that's how it's installed right but here we go we have a buyer that suddenly buyers are listening to what their 
parents are saying or what they're Googling. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like before, people are like, I don't care. It has four walls and it's sort of standing up. I'll take it. Exactly. They've become much more discerning and almost a little bit fearful. So it's mm. like uh, the buyers of the past two years were like, I, I don't care what the house is. Just get mm-hmm. me into a house to lock up this rate. I need mm-hmm. I need this payment and I, and I need to move, right? Yeah. So there's, there's always a fundamental motivation mm-hmm. there. But the buy, buyers now, I feel as if are looking like, I just watched my, what my friends went through for the past two years and I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm not, you know... I know personally, um, I've had a couple of our clients come up to me and say like, oh, my sister who lives out in so-and-so said that she feels, um, you know, kind of silly for how much they paid over asking for their house. And I don't want to be put in that position. I'd or, love to hear from some of our WAT yeah. listeners. You don't have to give your real name or anything like that. Um, but if you were, you know, in that sort of, it, it was sort of like a hurricane of sorts, um, you know, that you got sort of pulled into the momentum of what was going on. Yeah, the the chaos and the recklessness of what was going on. And you were up against several offers and you went well over asking. If you did that and you're having second thoughts about that decision and regrets, we would love to hear from you. You can give us yeah. fake names. We don't want to know who your agent was and none of that. But I'm just sort of curious if that's where the mi- mindset is right now. So you can call us at the studio, 781 837 Four nine zero zero George's at the studio, and he can get you through to us. But um, I'd be really interested to know that it actually might be, and this is um, just it might be encouraging for buyers that are out there right now, combating, yeah, and mentally combating the higher interest rates. It might be encouraging for them to hear what another perspective, yeah, is because yeah. I would love to hear from some of these people. I mean, in we in the scenario that we use today. Um, again, we had Pete Fakaisen from Cross Country Mortgage in with us again. He was here with us on Saturday. And just this topic has just been so intriguing, um, for lack of a better term. And we did that little scenario. I'm wondering how many people are doing that themselves. So if you paid, and we know, Mayor, we had one that was $225,000 over asking. Mm-hmm. We've heard of them three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars $400,000 over asking. Yeah. He even told us about one out in New, New, Bed, New Norwood yeah. or somewhere. Melrose. 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 Yeah. That was $400,000 over asking. I wonder if they're doing the math. <laughs> I mean, so again, that's where they were happy. Well, if if you think about it, if it's the forever house, and I'm never leaving, I'm yeah. ne- I, I'm absolutely positively never leaving, and this house ticks a box that I just know I am not going to find anywhere else. Mm-hmm. I mean, is it ticks a box or is it checks a box? Um, I watch a lot of British TV shows, and they say tick. Oh, oh. they say tick a box. <laughs> so, tick a box, or like so, okay, so if it checks a box, um, that's brilliant. <laughs> That's what, that's what the vase British instead of vase. The, a vase. The, the Bri- vase. That's what the British always say too. That's brilliant, Mary. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. I want to go to London. <laughs> I'm going to stick with that from now on. Whenever I Thanks, sing guys. Ed Sheeran, I sing it with a British accent, and everyone makes fun of me. <laughs> Just how do you sing with a British accent? I'll show you. I'll show you after. <laughs> Can you demonstrate, oh my please. Gosh. Um, but if so, I can understand. I guess. If it's just the perfect house, mm-hmm. you might not mind over... You might know, as long as you're aware going into it, that you're overpaying mm-hmm. and it's a long, long, long-term investment, mm-hmm. well, then it's your prerogative. Do whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. But it's for the more for the buyers who just needed, needed to move, yeah. got caught up, and, <sighs> you know... 
yeah. we're, we're either back up against a wall, feeling a little bit of desperation or mm-hmm. exhaustion, truthfully. Yeah. A I lot feel, of it, I feel, it was exhaustion. I do feel it was exhaustion. But look at, like, the one set of buyers that, you know, you have under agreement right now. I'm so happy for them because, I mean, you've been working with them for how long? Uh, just over a year. Over a year looking at houses. Yep. And finally, you know, the one came along and it's perfect. Yep. Mm-hmm. I like it's, it's an antique farmhouse. I was like, well, you know why I love an antique, you guys. <laughs> well, they bought an antique. That's interesting because yeah. when I showed them the houses one night, Mark and I went out and showed them houses. I don't remember where you were, and it was an antique, and they didn't they didn't like antiques. But so. that so that was at the very beginning. That was that was um, mm-hmm. almost a year ago. Yeah. Right. And interesting how time will change. So they've mm. been riding this roller coaster with us over the past year of mm-hmm. what the interest rates have been doing started at one point Mm -hmm. and over the past year it's adjusted and changed and what they could afford changed where they were looking changed their time Mm -hmm. constraints um or not uh i shouldn't say time constraints travel constraints Mm -hmm. have changed and i don't know maybe i just talk a big game about antiques (laughs) and (laughs) i love antiques too all right so we really only have about 20 minutes left should we stay on this topic or should we talk a little bit about what we had we might as well just stay on it yeah. <laughs> at this point. Well, I think it's a really um, prevalent uh, topic, especially right now, yeah. because mm-hmm. of what the interest rates did yesterday, yeah. right? So I actually, um, because we got a c- several properties under contract mm-hmm. within the past couple of days, um, the loan officers that we were working with were reaching out to us and saying, hey, we're getting like basically alerts, um, lender alerts saying we need to lock anybody who is, you know, a an active buyer or has an active contract going, Mm -hmm. which I'm glad they reached out. But, um, I think when I heard the word alert, I was like, what do you mean? Alert, alert, Mm -hmm. like what is happening? And that was a frenzy that I just think was circling yesterday. So it was nice to hear, um, Pete Fakaisen come in and talk about today that, you know, the world is not ending. There are alternatives, and that's that's something that I think we should probably talk about from a for a seller perspective. Yeah, and we will. We'll talk. We will get into that. Yeah. I think that that's a good idea because some of the things that I think right now what we could do with the next fifteen minutes that we have left is, you know, because the rates did go up. If you are on the market currently, what are some of the considerations that you have to make? And if you are in the, if you are a buyer still out in that market, what are the some some of the considerations you have to consider right now as well? Um, I used consider twice yeah. in that sentence, and I shouldn't have. <laughs> yeah. So the considerations you should consider. So, so that you should be thinking about. So wait, remember how I told you I downloaded that brain app? This is a side note. So it's called Elevate. And yeah, I have it. Is, it. is that what it is that you're using too? I think so. And one of the games that they have you play, so it's it's like a, you know, just keeping your brain sharp and things that maybe you don't use all the time. But I'm a big fan, and I think that we as a society should use less words and more meaningful words, even though I'm, I don't do it very well myself, hence why I love vocabulary. Um, but one of the games in there is showing you like what the useless word, like like, of that I just said is, or like a non-descriptive word that you just throw in there because you think it means more emphasis. So if anybody's interested in that, Elevate, I mean, it is fun. Microsoft Word does that too. Yeah. <laughs> As you're writing. Squiggly. So. It says, um, instead of like this, like four words, did it to me the other day, instead of four words, it said, must. <laughs> I'm, I'm a culprit of saying definitely possible. And it's like, no, uh, yeah, just, no. just possible. <laughs> just possible. Yeah, no. Which one is it? Yeah, yeah. no. Um, okay. So if you are on the market right now and your house is under agreement, 
I would say one of the things that I would do for people is I would make sure that your agent is talking to the loan officer to make sure that the person who has your house under agreement had locked in their rate. Yeah. And if they have not locked in that rate, can they still afford that house? Because we're seeing that change. Now, we've heard two stories in the past week about people who literally get to the closing table and things are not closing. I find it also interesting with some of the information we're hearing. I mean, we hear from Pete, we hear from a lot of different loan officers too. There's conversations about certain, you know, these smaller companies maybe not proceeding forward, like some of the companies, you know. I got to tell you, you know what the... <laughs> not, not proceeding forward as um, in, you know, they might not make it through. Closing. They're not yeah. going to make it through. Yeah, make they'll end up this. closing. Um, one of the things I am so surprised about I'm still surprised about this. Pete mentioned it on the radio the other day, and we talked about it today at the in the office meeting. And all the agents that we had at the meeting today, no one had known this. And so Pete, because he's a loan officer, he goes through certain regulations and fed, like he had an FBI background check on him. You know what I mean? And they're doing a um, credit score on him. Yeah. They're doing all these things, but yet you can walk into a local bank. Whether it's a local bank or like a bigger branch bank, like a big box branch. And that person that's helping you doesn't have to have any of that. Yeah, they have to. They're just hired. He said, like, pass a general aptitude test. And that's about it. Yeah. It's so surprising to me. I thought they went. I really did. And I don't know if I was just being naive. But lending is... I have a working communication or working knowledge of it, but I have no idea. Yeah, like the intri- obviously, the, they don't either. The intricacies. I mean, I thought, you know, there was rigorous training, like courses you had to take, things you had That's to learn. That's a scary yeah. factor, don't mm-hmm. you think? Yeah. Anybody can just walk into a bank and say, hey, Why? I'd like to give loans. <laughs> and they say, cool, we're hiring. And that's how that works. <laughs> I know. Well, I think uh, just so those two scenarios that we were talking, you were talking about earlier in, you know, a couple of um, buyers had missed out on their rate locks or lenders forgot to lock them, whatever it was. I actually feel we're going to see a lot more of that. Like, I'm, I would be surprised if we don't hear a couple more stories over the past few days oh, yeah. and how, how that happened. And that's why I think it's really important. I mean, we talk about, you know, having a good team that's on your side. And I honestly feel that the people that we use have a really good handle on staying on top of things and being, you know, keeping us in contact with things. We're sort of thinking about those things, too, as we're talking to our clients, even though it's not our, it's not our lane, but we, we have those conversations. Because it could change the outcome. I just think about how devastating it is for a person that, you know, has their whole entire house packed up and they think that they're closing that week. And lo and behold, the loan officer didn't. I couldn't imagine. Didn't, didn't do what they were supposed to do. I legitimately I could not I imagine. I'm shocked. I mean, honestly. But I guess nothing should shock me at this point. Uh, again, you're listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable here on WATD. We are live tonight. We have George in studio at WATD in Marshfield. We are in our home office here at uh, Boston Connect Real Estate right in Pembroke Center across from Stop and Shop. So if you're ever in the area and you want to see our studio, come on in. We're here. Um, I have Melissa Wallace with us 
tonight and I also have Mary Baker with us here tonight and we uh, went completely off topic so I guess the good <laughs> news is I never told you what the real topic was going to be. <laughs> yeah. um, no, we were going to talk about um, how to be prepared in case, you know, Mother Nature's wrath if you get in the midst of that. I think Mother Nature's mad at us. We've gotten so many windstorms over the past year. Mm. My dog doesn't like it. Yeah, I know. We gotta, we gotta, well, talk, think to, we gotta talk to Florida. Her. We have to say our prayers for Florida yeah. for sure because it's going to be quite devastating down there and um True, you know, true. I you know I was thinking I had actually said on the radio one of my predictions is you know with the the rising costs of electric that are going to be happening here in the in New England area that I feel that you know we have a lot so many seniors that are on a fixed income mm-hmm. whether it be social security some pensions or whatever and now they're going to have the rising costs of heat and I think that we're going to see a lot of people say you know what I want a snowbird now. I said that on Saturday, but now I'm looking at the news and I'm like, hmm, who really wants to move to Florida? But I'm thinking maybe Arizona might be nice. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, because I was doing research for tonight's show and I was re- reading some stuff that Julia put together for us. And it's it's so expensive to get insurance, like flood insurance when you're in Florida in the windstorm and everything. And yeah. this is really going to devastate them down there in Tampa Bay. So, mm. Yeah. Yeah, my friend Stephanie lives right outside of Tampa, so she's been sending me pictures. Like, this is what it looks like today. This is what it looks like mm. today of her house. So, we'll we'll see. We shall see. We'll see. All right. So, what are some of the other things that we want to be um, sellers should be considering as we're? I, I I'll talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't stopped. Um, I think one of the other things that you have to really be considering, and I thought that this was a really really good idea. We see a lot of pre-approval letters. Does anyone want to take this for me? Because I've been talking too much. So remember, um, we were, he was talking about like Rocket Mortgage and you know some of these other companies that you see. They're not even mortgage companies. I didn't even know no. that. They're marketing companies. Yeah, yeah. And they, the people for Rocket Mortgage, this is, again, what we were told today, they actually get paid on how many applications they take. And yeah, then not they, on how many loans then they, they sell originate. it to somebody. And right? then they sell it off to somebody. Yeah. So they're getting a referral fee basically for that lead. They yeah. don't even do it. So as a listing agent, why don't you guys get into that, what we should be looking for for pre-approval letters. And remember the suggestion Pete had given us that yeah. you need to get a pre-approved with our guy? You want to take what? it? What? Pre-approved with who? Our guy. Oh, well, (laughs) I'll just, I'll, you can get into that part because I don't remember it, but from, you know, just being here at least for six years and, and, you know, previously I, you, you look at the pre-approval first, you look at what they're actually pre-approved for. Is it expired? When was it issued? Because especially now you should be going to your loan officer with the rising interest rates and saying, Hey, what does it look like now in my scenario? Because you might not be able to afford what you were looking at before. Um, so, you know, you look at that, you look at who, um, is the originator, where, where the company is. Sharon, Mary, I know that you guys call the loan officers, at least try to call them all. Um, you know, anybody that gets narrowed down, um, to sort of the last offers mm-hmm. that you have, um, to choose from, you sort of, um, feel them out and, and especially it's, it's always good to know who the loan officer is. So, um, Sorry, I felt like you were punching me in the face. <laughs> I was like, hello, we're live on Facebook. <laughs> I just go like this because you're echoing, that's all. Um, so, yeah, so I would say that as a listing agent, you should call these loan officers, especially if you don't know who they are and if they come from companies like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you should be asking, you know, are you going to be the one originating this and do you know, like, mm. do you know this person? <laughs> like, 
Yeah, well, I think it's it's um, a good time to take control of the transaction, right? So if you're a seller and you want to make sure that you're not the person who ends up the day before closing with the buyer's, you mm-hmm. know, rate not be, having been locked in, um, what Pete was talking about is, you know, if the seller is comfortable and would like, we can they can request that they get pre-approved, not necessarily use, but pre-approved through mm-hmm. a trusted lender if we're not familiar with who the lending company is. Um, which I think is a good basis because there are there are so many different lending companies out there and there are so many, um, just like there are so many real estate companies, right? And not everybody is created equal. Not everybody's policies are the same. Not everybody's mm-hmm. standard operating procedures are the same. Um, but we, it's our job to protect our seller's interest and to advise them what the best way to navigate this market is. And that might be a tool in our belt right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm sorry that, I mean, I think that some people, you know, I think in the past I've had this reputation with some loan officers that I'm too tough. I remember one Your had said that. Your job is to be tough though. Well, one said that I was, it started with a B. And it rhymed with witch. So <laughs> that's what I was called. And I think it was just because, well, yeah, I have high expectations. And really, they're not they're, that high. No, they're not high. I just want you to do your job. Yeah, do your mm-hmm. job and communicate. Mm. Yeah, so that's, that's really all I it. want. But I did have a bad review on Google. And I, I talked about this today, too. And a loan officer got upset with me and wrote a bad review on, in Google saying, don't ever use Sharon McNamara because she made my buyer get pre-approved with her loan officer. And they ended up using them. Well, I didn't make them get pre-approved. I just wanted verified that they could actually afford the loan. And if you put your letterhead on your stupid pre-approval letter, maybe I wouldn't have to gone through that. Like, yeah. no no letterhead. Yeah, he no, typed it up and worried himself. Yeah, like no logo, no anything. It was like on an old typewriter. Well, now, what, now with... Um, I wonder if he's still in business. <laughs> I doubt it. Uh, <laughs> he shouldn't be. Well, now with the amount potentially of, and not across the board, but with the market shifting a little bit, it might create an opportunity for the professional of this, uh, professionals excuse me, of the industry uh, across the board, mm-hmm. across all departments, let's say, or facets of the real estate transaction. It might invite them to rise to the top, and maybe we'll see some of the people who haven't been conducting themselves ethically or properly or h- however mm-hmm. in the best interest of their clients um well that could be said for agents too that's mm-hmm. what i mean like across all boards i think with the market shifting the way that it is it's going to create an opportunity for um mm-hmm. the professionals hopefully to really shine again i wonder if that's why i don't get hyped up by really much of it anymore you know what i mean being in it as long as i have maybe if i go back 10 years and i was the one that was in that fluctuating market i'd be like oh my gosh the sky is falling or something but like now i'm just like it is what it is all i know for sure is i can't do anything to change it (laughs) you know what i mean i can only be the professional and give the best advice that i possibly can for my clients whether they're buying a home or they're selling a home Mm -hmm. so that's what we try to do. So, George, we have just about five minutes left, correct? That's correct. All right, wow. perfect. Um, I just wanted Sorry. to give an opportunity to... Um, That's the doorbell. Oh, perfect. Mm-hmm. Five minutes, exactly. Um, I just wanted to say you have a couple more minutes if you did want to give us a call. If you had any questions, just wanted to say hello. If you have any topics, um, ideas for us for our show, that would be great. 781-837-4900. Uh, the topic I was going to discuss tonight was actually about you know preparing for Mother Nature's wrath and sort of got the idea by listening to Clubhouse this morning and just talking about, um, you know, 
it's one thing, you know, putting up your hurricane shutters, but the other thing is, is like all of your valuables that are in your house and making mm-hmm. sure that you take a video and like we didn't have video in 1978 for the blizzard or 78, you yeah. know, and you think about the devastation and um, there's some really good apps out there right now. I'm going to share some of them um, on uh, Clubhouse when I'm on there tomorrow because that's nationwide with all the agents uh, just to have an inventory of everything that's going on in your house. So I know uh, Melissa is going to be off on uh, uh, Saturday. So uh, we're not sure if we will be here live or not for Saturday show, but potentially I will be around. I I didn't know I was off, but <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm, giving, I'm giving you the day off. That's all. <laughs> um, so um, chances are maybe I can do that one with Mark if he is around. But um, And then it will be after Ian has already hit. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens and if that's going to trickle up here at all. I don't know the answer to that, so um, we should listen to the weather, the weatherman here on WATD. Um, but uh, does anybody want to talk a little bit about our Halloween event? Yeah, we're doing a um, dog parade here at mm-hmm. the office, um, so 19 Mattachusett Street. Again, we're Boston Connect Real Estate. Um, we're doing a dog Halloween-like contest. Um, so mm-hmm. it is on Saturday, October 29th from 12 to 2. So bring mm-hmm. your... I feel like you're chomping at the bit <laughs> over there. No, um, so bring your dog or, you know, anybody who wants to do a little trick-or-treating around here. I'll bring Zoe. Oh mm-hmm. no no no! She would have a she would have a connect. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're doing some um, fun prizes, some baskets from local um, uh, uh, companies here. So it's all geared towards dogs. So mm-hmm. we're doing a dog parade again. It's Saturday, October 29th, twelve to two. We have some local judges that are coming, mm-hmm. and um, they, I believe we have the top three prizes. Right? Yes, we're gonna do top three prizes. So we're calling it sort of a little bit of a Halloween trot, tricks and I'm treats. So ex- is going to yeah. be so loud, and I will apologize immediately, mm, but he's okay. going to love it. And I like too, tricks it is and treats. Tricks and treats, yeah. And um, the other thing, you can bring your kids, too, so we're going to have some vendor tables, uh, and we all we're asking them to do is to have some you know, candy for kids who want to maybe go trick-or-treating, because Halloween does fall on a Monday this year, so we're going to be doing this on a Saturday here at our office. Uh, we'll have more details as we're getting closer yeah. and closer. You will have to register your dog. We have a waiver that will have to be signed uh, just for the liability aspect of it. Um, so yeah. we will give you more information information on that if you want any more information or want to get in touch with us yeah you can go to bostonconnect.com but i wanted to say something we are going to be doing the jack-o'-lantern contest yes, too yes, yes. so um anybody who comes to our halloween trot can vote for um their favorite mm-hmm. um their jack-o'-lantern. favorite jack-o'-lantern that they've got so and they can bring theirs if they, and they can bring it to the, yeah if you want to come put it on our stone wall put it on our porch um we would love to display it but um again if you have a jack-o'-lantern that you like to carve before the 29th send it to administration at bostonconnect.com if you want all of our contact information go to bostonconnect.com or you can give us a call 781-826-8000 anything else ladies no if you want to watch some of our past shows you can find us on youtube boston connect uh is our youtube channel and you can also follow us on instagram mcdamara broker team on instagram we have all kinds of good ways to get in touch with us and thank you for joining us and we will see you on saturday bye george bye sharon